the first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. They're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs. And by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers, we're easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight. All right, guys, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung. Hey, Addicts. Good morning, afternoon, or night, whatever time you're listening. We're glad to have you. This is Nick George Ellis, the Los. Uh, and with us, our, our mega, ultra, best producer I've ever worked with in my entire life, Dan Green. You know, I'm the only producer you've probably worked with in your entire uh, life. Why are you selling yourself short here? I build you up so nice. I mean, I've, I'm both the best and the only. It's okay. Well, well, now you don't know that. I, not many of us know this, but back in 2008, uh, right around the recession, uh, Los was actually kind of in a financial bind, so he did some amateur movies. So he worked with quite a few producers. The questionable ones? We weren't supposed to be bringing well, this up. quote-unquote producers. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're speaking of. This is stricken from the record, and I am denying, denying, denying. All right. Well, today we are going to break down uh, the last of the NFC North teams, the Detroit Lions, on our quick snaps. Boo! Quick snaps! Quick snaps! Quick snaps! 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 All right. Let's get right into it. We are going to start with the one and only Calvin Johnson, Megatron himself. Megatron. We no longer have Optimus Prime to shut down Megatron, unfortunately. No, we unfortunately don't. But best of luck to Tillman. Yep. Great veteran presence. But anyway, all right, back to Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson, um, he's a guy that you take as your wide receiver one, and you leave him in, and you don't worry about it. Um, You're probably going to give him a little cheaper this year because of the uh, injuries last year and because his numbers are going to look a little down. And uh, a lot of players... Your casual fans might not realize that he his numbers are down because of injury, not because he was bad. Well, here's the thing. He hasn't played a full season in two years, but despite only playing in 13 and 14 games respectively in the last couple seasons, he still managed to get 2,500 yards combined in those two seasons and 20 touchdowns, so I'm not exactly worried about him. Yeah, th- there's a reason that his nickname is that of a supervillain. Yeah, well, I mean, look at this. When he came back, he had, you know, 300-yard games, and he had mm-hmm. five touchdowns in five games. That's uh, when right. When he is healthy, he is still the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. He is He is the man. I, I, I mean, I hate that he's on Detroit. I can't say anything more about him. Yeah, and basically, you know, a lot of people uh, highlighted the relationship between Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, but Stafford and Johnson have that exact same relationship. He targets him a a ridiculous amount of times. Absolutely. When Calvin Johnson is in, the guy that will be overvalued in drafts this year, Golden Taint, uh, uh, numbers took a dip because he throws to Calvin so much. Yeah, you know, I actually do like Golden Tate, though, uh, as a wide receiver three. I think that he's got wide receiver two potential, and especially if if you're a Calvin Johnson owner. I know we talked about this a little bit uh, when we covered the Packers uh, quick snaps episode. Uh, we actually, uh, you know, recommended that you take Devontae Adams as sort of a wide receiver handcuff. I think that exact same issue is in play here with Golden Tate and Calvin Johnson. 
And that's perfect, but you won't get that opportunity because people overvalue Golden Tate, and you will not want to take him as high as they are. Um, it's a mistake to look at Tate and Johnson as a Cobb-Nelson situation. It is most definitely Calvin is the man. Tate could step up when Calvin's hurt. Yeah, I agree, but I think that Golden Tate uh, is still a decent wide receiver in a pinch, even when Johnson's there. I mean, if you look at the game's uh, where Calvin was healthy, while Tate's numbers are definitely depressed a little bit in those games, he's still got wide receiver three, wide receiver two value. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying he'll be overvalued. Sure, sure, that's fair. Um, so Calvin, still a you know early to mid second round pick for you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. If not okay. late first. All right, uh, and where where would you take Golden Tate, assuming you did not own Calvin? Um, Golden Tate is probably an early fourth rounder. Okay, I think that's about right. Um, all right, do you want to cover any of the other wide receivers at all, or do you, is that even necessary? Uh, I really don't think for a fantasy purpose that it's really all that necessary. Um, we can bring up names if you'd like, just, just you know, to, to make a thing of it. Sure, I mean, I think Corey Fuller's interesting, but he's not uh, particularly fantasy relevant. No, exactly. T.J. Jones, Peacock. Who knows which of these guys will even make the team. Yeah, I think that Fuller is the only guy that, you know, if I'm in a super deep league, maybe I'd take a chance on. Yeah. Now, Broyles did look good in prior years, but this last year, even when Calvin was hurt, he didn't step up or do anything. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's it's Calvin, uh, tear break, Tate, and then everybody else. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to uh, the other pass catchers, uh, the tight ends here. Um, Mm -hmm. They drafted Eric Ebron top 10 last year, uh, but they've still got Brandon Pettigrew and Joseph Fourier floating around there. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Lions' tight ends? I think Pettigrew has always been a guy that's uh, in a pinch worked out, but never really from a fantasy standpoint. Nobody's typically owning him. Uh, Fourier was a better own than Pettigrew for a while. Um, for like one season, I think, for his rookie season. Uh, Ebron was the guy. He was drafted in the first round. He's the guy that they want to be the man. He's the man to take. Yeah, but I think that even with Ebron, there's still going to be kind of a tight end roulette there, and I think that Ebron is at best maybe a mid-level tight end too. He'll have one or two blow-up games, but that's about it. Oh, don't get me wrong. None of these are starting in, in your fantasy league. Okay, we're in greens here then. I, I think yeah. that the hype is still a sort of strong with Ebron, and I just don't see it really. Yep, absolutely. Um, the hype train kind of fell off. Last year he was drafted way too high, um, as, mo- as most rookie first-rounders often are. Um, this year he'll – I don't – have you seen him? Where, where has he gone in the mock drafts you've done? Has he even been drafted? Uh, sometimes he's gone undrafted. I mean, it depends on the size of the league. And that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So so how do you feel about all these prospects then uh, for Matthew Stafford? Because there's definitely been talk that, you know, the Lions want to throw a little bit less, uh, rely on the run game a little bit more. Uh, how do you feel about Stafford in terms of fantasy relevance? I still think Stafford's fantasy relevant. I think he's going to be easier to get this year with uh, recency bias. I keep saying that word. Basically what that means is you've you've seen him underperform recently, under underperform to his uh, – to his baseline, to his career arc. Um, and this next year, I think he'll probably overperform to that to, to keep the law of averages intact. Um, so I, he's a guy that I have in Dynasty League. I still have faith in him, not just because I own him. I would draft him this year. 
Sure, but at what point does recency bias become a trend? I mean, l let me throw out some numbers here. I think that Stafford's a really volume-dependent fantasy quarterback because he had that career year in 2011 where he had 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. right. Since then, uh, his yardage has dropped consistently along with his passing attempts. In 2012, he had 727 attempts for only 4,900 yards. I say only compared to his career year. That's still a right. great number. Yeah. Um, and his touchdowns dropped from 41 to 20. Right. Now, in 2013, his attempts dropped even more to 634. His yardage dropped to 4,600, and his touchdowns uh, went up a little bit, back up to 29. That's not a little bit. That's significant. Sure. That's certainly not bad numbers, but then last year he had 602 pass attempts. All right. Granted, Calvin was out both in 2013 and 2014 for a few games, uh, but last year he threw 602 times for f just, un just over 4,200 yards, and his touchdowns, again, dropped to 22. Now, with, all, uh, well, hold on. Well, uh, sorry, let me finish real quick. Well, sure, absolutely. Now, with the news that they want to pass even less this year, I'm just a little worried that, you know, his numbers, are they seem to be sort of volume dependent. Mm. At the same time, he's improving his, his uh, interception numbers. Do you think he's going to hit 20 touchdowns? Yeah, I think that he'll hit 20 touchdowns. I think okay. he'll be in that. I don't think he's going to hit 30. Um, okay. I think, uh, I think uh, 25 is a good number. Sure, I would give him that. And I think about just about the same number of yards that he had last year, maybe 42 to 4,400. So that's not bad. I mean, that that's really not bad. That's not bad, but I'm saying that that's his ceiling. That's not what I'm expecting him. Oh, get, I'm I'm get. I'm expecting that, and I'm expecting a ceiling. Uh, he, he's a talented guy. You, 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 I go with talent when I can, and his talent puts him at a five thousand yard guy if he gets that opportunity, which he probably won't, given this year. Um, given they they well, there's and that's the thing. Everybody has a in boxing. You've always got a plan till you get punched in the mouth, right? They're gonna say that they're going to be running the football more. But who actually knows until the season starts? This Amir Abdullah guy, he hasn't seen the NFL field yet. There's plenty of highly touted running backs that do not pan out. See, for me, Stafford is a high-end uh, quarterback, too. He finished as, uh, what, quarterback 15 or 16 last year in fantasy? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and I think that he can certainly be a quarterback one again, but I just think that there are so many guys – in that tier where he's going earlier than most of them, and I'd rather wait. That's reasonable. That's reasonable enough. Um, that's what happens when you have a few great years early in your career. People look at you as a superstar, and then they draft you a little higher than they should. Um, the, uh, the luster has not worn off for me on Matt Stafford just yet. Okay, fair enough. But, I mean, even, even for you, who you seem to be pretty high on him, he's still a low-end QB1, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not taking him the top eight quarterbacks or anything. Okay. All right. I just wanted to double check with you there. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to the running back position. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you're you're pretty high on Joyke Bell. Uh, what do you think about him this year? You know, I may be wavering in my in my in my stead a little bit. Really? Yeah, a little bit, just because of all the reports about how amazing the everybody thinks this Abdullah guy is, but. I'll believe it when I see it. To me, 
Bell is still the man you want. He was top 10 run in running backs in the league last year. I see no reason for them to just take that away from him when he, when he did such a good job for them last year. Sure, you go out. He's 30-ish. He's 30 now. You go ahead. You get a young guy. Bring him in. Put him in the system. But how many rookie running backs are awesome right off the bat? I don't think this guy is Le'Veon Bell. I don't think Amir Abdullah is, uh, is Gio Bernard even, let alone uh, Jeremiah or uh, Hill. What's Hill's first name? Jeremy. Jeremy Hill. Jeremiah. That'd be a sweet name, Jeremiah Hill. I don't think he's any of those guys. Um, but I guess we shall see. Yeah, but, I mean, the reports are that, you know, he underwent a knee scope and some other surgery this offseason. He hasn't even done anything yet in OTAs. That doesn't concern you at all for a 30-year-old running back? I mean, this guy isn't Adrian Peterson. No, Adrian Peterson, he is not. Um I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not concerned. I, I'm I'm wavering a little in my stead, but at the very least, let me see let let me see some uh, some preseason games before I you know dig the hole and push uh, Bell into it. Okay, so right now, over or under on 800 yards rushing? Rushing or combined? Rushing. Oh, that's tough. Um, I probably got to go under. Okay. Uh, so what about receiving then? Over under on four hundred yards. Mm, I think I gotta say under too. Okay, so you're talking about a guy who right off the bat is gonna be under a thousand combined yards. No, that adds to twelve hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Okay, so let's let's give him a thousand combined yards and touchdown wise, you know, he had eight in 2013, seven last year. Fair to say, let's say around seven or eight again. Seven or eight again, yeah. Okay. So, see, me personally, I think that Amir Abdullah is going to take more of the rushing work away from him as well. Um, I think that Bell is still going to be the guy in the red zone, so he's certainly going to have value. But, I mean, I have him penciled in as a low-end RB2, if that. Yeah. um, It it was really the catches value that was maintaining him for me. And if if Abdullah is going to come in and take the catches from him, that's the only issue is where I'm starting to really waver on him. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, 53 catches in 2013. That was the year where he was, I think, a top 10 running back. Um, yep. And he dropped to 34 last year, and I, I only see that number going down. I, I could see him maybe reaching 30 catches this year. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would still put him higher than 30, but your point is well taken. All right. Um, I think I think the big issue is you know whether or not number one Amir Abdullah uh, is going to be you know fine on the NFL level at you know pass protection and just knowing the playbook. Which from all the reports, it seems like he's a very smart, motivated guy. So I think that he could you know definitely push Bell for for snaps right off the bat in Week One. Yeah, this this is definitely the biggest thing that I don't have the answer to just yet um, through the first four uh, episodes we've done. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll go as far as saying this. I think that total fantasy points, Amir Abdullah is going to have more than Joyke Bell this year. I don't think so. I, I can't agree with that. No? You want to you wanna make that bet? Yeah, put it on the board. All right. Sounds good. I will take Amir Abdullah. And I'll take Joyke Bell. Yeah, definitely. I got. I gotta. I gotta stick with him. And and this isn't just a principal thing. I don't. I can't possibly really see him jumping up and snatching all of this away from him.
Okay. Um, and so I guess, where are you on Theo Riddick? Do you think he's even relevant with Abdullah now? No, not anymore. Okay. Yeah, I think he was always a scat back, more of a situational player. I think he'll still see some snaps, but uh, nowhere near enough to make him fantasy relevant. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a little taken off by this. I did not expect uh, the Lions to take a running back so high in the draft this year. Well, the Lions do lots of goofy things during their draft. It's true, but they also get burned a lot in the draft. They've also had terrible, terrible luck with running backs. That's true. Javid Best, I mean, I mean, yeah. he was a super talented guy, just couldn't stay on the field. That's right. Yeah, Javid Best, that didn't work out. I, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I think that Amir Abdullah is going to be what they thought and hoped that Best could be. So he is who they thought he was? No, he is who they hoped that Javid Best could have been. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm significantly higher on Abdullah than you are, but uh, you know that is yet to be seen. That is yet to be seen, and that's why they play the games. All right, so uh, anybody else that you wanted to talk to or talk about on the line? Uh, I want to talk to Dan a little, if that's available. <laughs> oh, you mean about? Um, if Stafford goes down again... None of these quarterbacks are worth owning. You're not going to start Orlovsky. Even with the talent around, I mean, the, the ship lives and dies with Matt Stafford at the helm. Yeah, um, I will say, though, that regardless of who's under center, Calvin's still going to be fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, just maybe not so much Tate or Ebron, although Ebron's not fantasy relevant as it is. Um, running backs shouldn't really change. All right, well, that uh, closes out the NFC North in our quick snaps. Yeah, that one quick. Quick snaps, quick snaps, snaps, snaps. Um, again, uh, thank you for joining us. At, as always, you can uh, tweet questions at us. Uh, I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. This has been a real treat, guys. I like going through uh, some real fantasy football talk, finally, in my opinion. Um, I'm uh, Nick Georgilos at FFA underscore Los. The Los, uh, feel free to tell us what you want to hear about. Send us your questions with the hashtag FFAQs. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, say hi to my boy, Danny. I guess you can tweet me, too, if you guys really, really want to. At uh, FFA underscore Dan. Is that one N or two? Just one. Oh, all right. Thanks Should for clarifying. Two? I'm just going to do that. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, as always. Peace out. Thanks, addicts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.